life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey everybody, welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm your chief lounge lizard, John Breeden, and I am here with reviewer extraordinaire Todd Hargosh, and we're going to be talking about Fallout 4. Todd, welcome back to the lounge, man. Uh, did you make sure to decontaminate me before I got in? I might still have some radiation <laughs> on me. Oh yeah, man. I uh, well, I mean, from Fallout, certainly. I also get radiation from playing. Um, I'm still playing the app, uh, Fallout Shelter. I've really <laughs> so, never got into that. Oh, every time one of the guys comes back from the wasteland, they are they're always radiated, and you have to you have to decontaminate them. Um, or I believe they contaminate if you forget to to rinse out the radiation. I believe they contaminate other people in the vault. You know, it's just, they're walking around all co- contaminated. So um, yeah, always decontam. But welcome to the lounge. It's been a while since we've had a, since we've done a lounge. I know we've been we've been a little lax. I know Shella has been picking up the uh, pace. You and Shella both mm-hmm. doing your. Uh, Doing your um, argue the tosses. Yeah, man, I, really... I haven't been on there as much either. I need to get back well, on. Been... Yeah, no, I've been I've been enjoying those. I've been enjoying those. I know Shella likes the argue the tosses to be like really really upbeat and happy shows, <laughs> and so sometimes you're challenged doing that. <laughs> I know it's very difficult for me to keep on. <laughs> well, I think this is going to be a pretty upbeat show because. Um, if the, the for all you folks that are listening, so we did something unique with Fallout 4. I don't think we've done this with too many other games as far as GameIndustry.com coverage. Um, so we the game has the game was out on uh, Xbox One, um, f- uh, PlayStation 4, and the PC, and so we had a reviewer for each platform. So uh, to- Todd looked at the Xbox version, I looked at the PlayStation 4 version, and Billy White uh, looked at the uh, PC version since he's got the big the big hog in gaming rig. Yeah. And um, well, hopefully soon we- I'll have one as well. I, yeah, I know you're. I know you're getting one built. So um, maybe maybe we can do another lounge about uh, once you get into it, the project. We can talk about what components you picked out and stuff like that. It might be interesting. See how your rig comes together. Um, but the interesting thing about Fallout Four is that so we each reviewed it independently. You know, we didn't talk to each other or anything like that, and we were all playing it on different platforms. And all of us, all of us gave it perfect five out of five Gin Gem scores across the board. I mean, that's that's freaking crazy. I still won't say perfect because you know my description of what a perfect game is. Yeah, and I and I said it in my review. I was like, look, I'm giving it a perfect score. Does that mean it's a perfect game? No, there are, there are mistakes in it and everything like that. But compared to everything else that's come before it, it really was. Basically, a perfect yeah, and game. I'm going to give my description of what I give five gems to, or what would I could possibly give a game of the year to. It's not that sure. it give me the most bang for my buck. And it's not like Fallout 4. I mean, I've I got over 100 hours in it already. Which That's a lot of bang. Which, well, <laughs> compared to some of my friends who've gone on there, I mean, my one friend, Anchorman, on YouTube, he, I show him my hours, he's like, oh, that's adorable. And he showed me his, like, 180 hours per character. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Two or three characters, I can't remember which. So I was like, I made 100. What'd you get? He's like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't got anywhere close to your. I mean, the, the only time I did that was uh, Oblivion. Oblivion, I logged in over 800 hours. No, I know I didn't get that far on that. I think I did like 30 to 50 on that. Yeah. Skyrim, so what do you? The same so what, way. Yeah, Skyrim, I didn't go. Uh, Skyrim, I didn't. I didn't clock you know, in 800 hours. I haven't been to that level. No, although I have been doing the um, the uh, the the Witcher. Uh, by the time this podcast comes out, my review of the Hearts of Stone uh, DLC is out, which is awesome, yeah, by the I way. Touched Har- it. Thanks for Oh yeah, well, you'll like it. it. It really adds some unique elements to the game that wasn't in the core game. So definitely, you need to get playing well, that because it's fun. The core game first. Well, well, do that too. <laughs> anyway, so what do you consider a perfect game? Why did you give Fallout uh, a? a, a Five gems. Well, first of all, I was like the uh, Fallout universe, which, I'm, which kind of makes me a hypocrite, considering I never really played the first two until recently. Mm. And I was able to get them free from uh, GOG, and I'm looking towards getting the Fallout anthology, which is which came in that little little mini nuke. Might get oh right, might get that come Christmas. Well, but I, it's just, well, there's also don't don't forget Fallout uh, Fallout Tactics if you're doing that. the whole. I was saying, if you're doing the whole universe, Fallout Tactics was also um, turn-based, uh, uh, isometric view, um, but it was just a series of, like, missions. Oh, was it was anything like Wasteland 2, then? 
No, it was um no, it was it was basically a series of really hard tactical missions. They were strung together uh, with the story, but it wasn't really role playing yeah, too much. Wasteland Two, I got admit, I really couldn't get into. I tried. I guess it's because I'm stumped trying to get that those damn satellites up and running. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can help you with that, dude. <laughs> right, well, maybe once I get everything else done, I still got a Halo review to finish. But no. Yeah. Um, like I said, I've always been a fan of the storyline. For some reason, I always like post-apocalyptic stuff. And, I do, too. And one of the biggest too. analogies when I saw Fallout 3, there was a movie that came out in the 1970s called A Boy and His Dog. Oh, and yeah. That, I mean, I wanted to have... With, with, uh, with Don Johnston, yeah, Don right? Yeah, Don Johnston's a 16-year-old who only cares about having sex. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> the thing I wanted is I wanted the dog to talk just the same as the dog in that film, because that dog was awesome. You know, I wonder, though, looking at the film, I wonder if the dog really talked or if it was in his mind. Yeah, I have to wonder sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would be great. Now that, now the main protagonist has a voice in Fallout 4, why not? I'm sure mm-hmm. somebody's going to make a mod that's going to have that. I mean, mods are already on PC. We can ask Billy about that, and maybe it'll come to the X1 soon. I can be able to give that a shot. <laughs> but, no, I mean, Fallout 3, I still consider it as one of my – might be on my top five games of all time. I can't say the same for New Vegas. I mean, I tried getting into New Vegas, but I don't know what it was for that. I mean, maybe it's because it was outsourced to Obsidian, and I've seen some of the stuff they've done, like with Alpha Protocol and Stick of Truth. I mean, Stick of Truth I'm getting back into on PC because I early played on 360. But, I mean, it's just the whole universe in Fallout 3, plus the fact that it took place in D.C., so I, I was able, it was able to fit like I was playing at home. Mm-hmm, sure, like I sure. Th- I visited. Yeah, I visited my house. <laughs> what was left of it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so when um, when when the announcement came for Fallout Four, I was I've told you off the air how I do these uh, WWE chats with some of my friends. Mm-hmm. There was a pay per view that night, and they also had the Bethesda pay, or Professor Bethesda press conference. So I told right. them, uh, guys, you may be watching that, but I'm going to be watching the press conference, and. I just had this look all during it, not just not just during Fallout 4, but during the Doom uh, presentation, where I was just like sitting there in complete awe, wait, <laughs> saying, I want to play this game. And when I heard the announcement out on November 10th, I was already like, look, I'm taking that day off, don't even think of calling me in. That's cool. Well, so um, did you did you immediately? So, so as far as the five gin gems, did you immediately connect with it like you mm-hmm. did with Fallout Three? Yeah, about like two hours in, I was like, oh, I'm hooked. Yeah, I I thought I uh, well, obviously the the neat thing in the beginning was being able to see mm-hmm. what the world looked like because. Uh, you know, you go into like a diner or something like that, and you're looking around, and you're like, man, I wonder what this place would look like, you know, 200 years ago with no nuclear war. This place would look pretty kitschy. It would be a neat place to hang out. And, you know, you got a glimpse of that in the in the beginning of Fallout which 4, I, which I, I thought was – I thought that was great too. And I mean even though when, when they saw the previews, like we're not giving away spoilers about the story. Like I knew it. I was like cryogenically frozen. I mean I knew I knew exactly when that was going to happen. And imagine my shock when I went in there and I was frozen for at first 140 years. Oh wait, don't say it. we're getting into it. we're getting into the uh we're, well, we don't want to get into that. too many spoilers. But yeah, yeah edit no, that out. Okay. But, yeah, let's get through a certain number of time and put back to sleep. It's not really a spoiler because you see it happen. But Yeah, the uh well the when you get when you get out of when you get out of cryo, um, the robot tells you you've been gone for 210 years. <laughs> so, um, like, or 211 years, yeah. I think. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, if the cryo thing is the only way that it made sense because um, we know the timeline that the game was supposed to take place at, and we know you know when the nuclear war happened. So, there had to be something going on. I knew I was going to be. I know that's one of the early spoilers, but I knew I was being cryogenically frozen because you're walking down the thing, and I'm looking at the tanks and stuff, and I'm like. Why are there freaking cryo chambers here? That didn't make any sense. And then the guy kept saying something like, "You have to be decompressed before you can go to yeah, the lower level." I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, really? Because these look like cryo chambers to me. And then as soon as it started icing up, I'm like, oh f, yep. Yeah, I, <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew what it was. I'd like to go back. I'd like to go back and, um, um, you know, see if you can somehow do something or whatever, or not, or not go into the chamber. What happens and stuff like that. I don't know. I mean, anyone's ever tried to to fight that fate or whatever? Yeah, but, I think um, it's scripted, so I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know, um, 
that brings up an interesting point I, I wanted to bring up about Vault Tech. Have you been to some of the other vaults? Have you found any of the other vaults? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, especially in Fallout 4, I mean, Vault Tech was always a weird corporation. You know, you know, they sell, they sold what was basically like life insurance to people. You know, yeah. the ability to survive. But then they were conducting all these weird ass experiments. Yeah. You know, I remember some of the worst ones. I mean, the one I hated the most was in, I think it was New Vegas. They turned everything into human plants. Oh yeah, yeah, and they were all they were all terrible like that. But I mean, if you look at um, if you look at uh, the vaults in this one, and if you find them, and you, you know they did, I think Bethesda does a great job of telling you the story of what happened in these vaults that mm-hmm. you find by you find logs and you find evidence of different things that happened and things like that. Yeah. Vault Tech is freaking. I mean, the, the evil mm-hmm. factor. Ramped up big time oh, yeah. this time. Um, I mean, Voltech is just Voltech is just. I I don't I don't know. Are they Satanists or what the hell is the deal? They they just did this crap for. I, I mean, sometimes it seems like they were just evil for evil's sake. I mean, I don't know. I I just did the vault with the um uh the I don't know if you found this one or not. It was the one where the uh, it was under the school yeah. and it had all the kids. Yeah, yeah, that one was just like oh my god, <laughs> they're basically murdering these kids for their DNA. You know, well, I mean, it's not it's, the first time they murdered each other because remember there was another vault which was done battle royale style, where they had said they had to sacrifice one one person every year until they right. the end that everyone committed suicide except for one person. He ref- it was either one or two people. They refused to do it, and they realized they didn't have to kill them all along. You know, it was it was down to like five people, and then they decided the the key to that vault was as soon as you refused to sacrifice someone, yeah. the vault the vault was like you passed, and the experiment's over. You know, and you can go back to go back to normal. But it was like everyone was dead at the, by the time they realized. I take it, it back though. It's, this is more like Hunger Games than Battle Royale, and that, that's yeah, that was really interesting. And of course. The big one, Vault eighty seven, known mm-hmm. for the uh, done testing the FEV. Oh yeah, yeah. I, and but you know, interestingly, uh, Fallout New Vegas had Vault Tech headquarters, and um, the one thing that I, I don't know, maybe I maybe this is in Fallout Four, I don't know, but I always thought that okay, so they set up all these ridiculous experiments with people, right? Mm-hmm. But are, were they ever actually recording them anywhere, recording the results? Because like, if you read the logs. Here, they're like, wait until we get the all-clear signal, and then you can leave, and it said that on almost every vault or whatever. And then they never sent the signal, but, like, we were in Vault Tech headquarters in Fallout New Vegas, and there's no, there was no central computer that was, like, taking all the reports or anything like that. So, I mean, I'm wondering if there was ever a central location where they were collecting the results of all these stupid experiments. No, I'm sure. If there was, I'd love to explore it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's kind of an un, untapped area that that Bethesda never really fleshed out. At least not that I've ever found. Possible expansion. Like I, yeah, remember uh, remember the old TV show Lost, and um, it kind of reminds me of um, when they found the one vault, and the the people were the scientists who were living in that vault on the island were um, they were putting their reports in vacuum tubes, and they thought they were sending them back to headquarters, and then they found where the tubes came out. It just they just popped them into a field somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> and, I've never seen a loss, so I wouldn't know. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So the the scientists, quote unquote, who were in the one vault in Lost, were were sending these reports back. They thought they were sending reports back to headquarters, but they were just they were just the vacuum tube ended in a field, and so when they found them, when they found where they were going years later, it was just like a pile of like hundreds of these you know vacuum tubed reports that just sped out onto this field. So I'm just wondering if uh, Vault Tech ever actually collected any of the data that they were supposed to be collecting, because I think that would be cool. That would be a neat mission. Yeah, it'd be. I'd, I'd like to see it. So anyway, I like uh, I like the I like the world um, of, of Fallout Four. Um, for me, the reason that I gave it such a high score was because the game really let you do anything you wanted. As far as it can really be any type of game that that you wanted it to be. I mean, there's the Minuteman quests where you're basically like playing house and building up settlements and stuff like that and defenses and things like that. And then there's, um, obviously there's a shooter element. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Did you use VATS this time? I used VATS once in a great while, but a lot of times I just went through almost like it was Call of Duty or something. I still of VATS a lot. I mean, not as much as I did three, especially mm-hmm. since it's not, doesn't freeze the game now and actually slows it down Max Payne style. But right. for some weapons that I've, God, they're so powerful, I wouldn't even need to use VATS. 
Oh, really? Like what? Well, I have an exploding shotgun. Okay. Uh, if I wow. put somebody up against the wall and just shoot him, and even if I miss, the uh, explosive damage will still hurt him. Oh, man, that's awesome. No, I haven't got that yet. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of the legendary items that um, that you find along the way, because that's one thing I like is how they always have these legendary characters. And if you kill them, you always get like a rare piece of equipment. Nine times out of ten, it's armor, but once in a while, I get a good weapon, and that exploding shotgun was one of them. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I've got a couple. I mean, I got my assassin's pistol, which was nice. It does an extra 50% damage against humans, um, so that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot cool. of those. Except for mine, it's mostly for uh, bugs and mutants. Yeah, I mean, some of the stuff, that's a lot of the stuff I got. It was like a double bear shotgun, it does extra damage against bugs and stuff like that. But I usually don't keep those because, I mean, what are you going to have, 17 guns in your, and you're like, oh, okay, there's an ant, or there's a, you know, scorpion coming my way. Let me find my, my one gun. I think that's number 15 that does extra damage I against bugs. I have one of each. I have like one pistol, which has a... Which almost uses no action points in case I want to go VATS. Perfect for when I take out ghouls. My exploding mm-hmm. shotgun. High end laser rifle, which does like 70 or 80 damage per shot. Yeah. Plasma yeah. rifle, Gauss rifle. Uh, I don't carry rocket launchers or fat men around with me because they, they take up too much weight. In fact, I sell those every chance I get. Oh, I, uh, what I do is I give them, I, well, I've just been adventuring with Cosworth. I just have him carry them. Yeah. And then when I see a giant death claw, I'm like, Cosworth, hand me the fat oh, I, don't, I don't do that. <laughs> I don't go with anyone because my perks are already set up so I can carry an extra 200 pounds by myself. Oh, that's cool. I, I, was, I looked at that and I was, I'm like, because I'm only like level 22, 23 now, oh, something like that. Yeah, I know, I know. So I'm like, oh, I wonder if I should do that or not. Because uh, cause I put a perk into the dog, you know, because originally your yeah, dog is just your companion. I do that first, just... and I'm like, nah, forget this. I'll just do Lone Wanderer, because first when you get 50 pounds, then you get 100. And I forget what the uh, third step is. But, uh... that is. That is really nice. Although I do find that I like having... A companion with me because I like having, especially Cosworth. I haven't found any. I know I looked at. I watched the Angry Gamer review. I saw where he he looked at um, where he looked at all the different companions. Like and and I know some of them look awesome, and I can't wait to get to them and so forth. But for right now, the best companion I have is Cogsworth, just because whenever I get attacked with bugs or rats or some crap like that, I just step back and he just cuts them up, and I don't have to you know waste ammo or anything on them. So I'm loaded in ammo. I don't think I have to worry. I just I I kind of for me I kind of like having somebody watching my back so I I kind of like when I you know hack a termo or something I know he's like standing there guarding me I I feel better. <laughs> yeah, I try to think what my best perk is on that. I mean it's not just that. What I do is like cap collecting because at mm. the highest level for that, sometimes when you kill somebody they explode into a fountain of coins or or a fountain of bottle caps. And how many do you get usually? About, like a hundred or about. 40 or 50 per kill. Okay. Which is pretty good considering how you start off. If you look at a chest, you only get like four or five caps. Mm-hmm. Now I can go to a chest get like 20 or 30. And like, so when I get that cap eruption, it's usually about 40 or 50. Yeah, the way I've gotten caps is through the Minuteman settlements because um, I have the uh, Band of the People thing. So I set up stores in the different in the different towns, and they just they drop the caps into the workbenches. So I just I collect, every now and then I just collect the workbenches. The other thing I did to get money was um, in the main settlement sanctuary, um, which I set up ridiculous amount of defenses. It's got like two hundred defense or something oh, wow. like that. Yeah, in that river, I just I just lined that river with. Um, with uh, water purifiers, <laughs> um, and so they go. They the wa- the purified water cans go directly into my uh, workbench. So I go and I collect like 200 caps from all the stores, and then I collect like 50 purified waters, uh, and then you just and I just sell those. Oh, yeah, you know, I kind of did the same thing with Jet. Yeah, Jet's real easy to make because you need fertilizer and something else, and you can just you can make them real easy, and that's that's a high end product yeah. right there. I, I just from from a role playing point of view, I didn't see my character being kind of a drug dealer ish, yeah. so I, well, I, I felt better. Carrying over from my career on Elite Dangerous, I did the same thing there. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You don't have any slaves in uh, in Fallout no, Four though. <laughs> there's a lot of drugs there, and if I get caught, oh, you're looking at a five hundred credit fine. Big deal. Oh, does anybody? Oh, but does anybody even care in Fallout Four about drugs? No. In fact, people okay, end up yeah. using them. Like there's another one guy on a radio station there. Who's people? I mean, I criticized him to a bunch of my friends. Like, hey, don't knock Travis. He can't. He can't <laughs> help his problems. 
<laughs> but unfortunately, that turns into a plot spoiler, so I won't go into details on that. Okay, yeah, no no worries. Yeah, we're trying to keep it mostly spoiler-free. I mean, the game's been out for a while now, so, you know, g- guess what? You get frozen, and, and, <laughs> and you come out of the vault later and stuff like that. But beyond that, you know, we'll try to, we'll try to keep it safe. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, I gave it a high review because you could pretty much play any way you want. And I think the three of us, the three reviewers, uh, played it in different ways. I mean, y- you know, uh, I think... Um, I forget, but one of us was like doing kind of like the adventure, and I mean, you, you, Todd, you dive, you dove through the main plot faster than anybody else. Yeah, and I, the way I ended, I kind of wish I didn't because I think I failed a lot of other side quests I wanted to do as a result. Right, right. Well, but I mean, that was that's certainly an option for people. There are some people that just can't resist going down the main quest. Yeah. Um, and then Billy did um, did a lot of crafting and stuff, and and really got into that side of it. And I. I don't know. I just kind of wandered. I just kind of like what I love about the Fallout games and what I kind of like also about Skyrim and some of the other open world stuff is just wandering, just going, you know what? I wonder what's beyond that hill. And you go over that hill and nine times out of ten, there's going to be something there. Yeah, you know? that's what I'm doing now. Mm. Except now I, it's getting to the point where i got to take my armor with me because there's one thing I absolutely hate about this game. Mm-hmm. It's the damn feral goals. Oh, they yeah. They were nothing th- before. Here, they swarm you. Yeah, I, I like them, though. I like the what they do with them. Um, I like how they 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 act more like the fast zombies from, from movies and stuff. Um, I mean, I've had them where, and they're scary, too. They're really scary when you get swarmed. I've had them where I have a pistol that's kind of like the one you described. I call it, I renamed it Plinko. Um, because I just pl- I just plink people with it. It's got, it uses like 38 ammo, which you find like a thousand of all over yeah. the place. So when the Feral Ghouls come after me, and it's got a drum clip, so I just get that out and I just you know spray like crazy. Well, I'm not really aiming, so I find that like sometimes I'll be shooting into like a pack of them, and inevitably a couple of them will get their legs crippled or right something. Here. Yeah, and they'll still come after you. They're trying to, they're trying to like pull themselves along the ground with their arms, trying to bite you. Like, uh, uh it's scary. <laughs> yeah, and well, the thing I've noticed about them, it's not really just because of the numbers, because it's the way you get so much freaking radiation on you. Oh, when they hit yeah, you. Yeah, when stuff, I first yeah. started, my biggest problem was trying to find right away. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. fact, um, as soon as I got high, I think it was when I was, like, level 33, I started getting people calling me on Xbox Lives, like, dude, where, do you know where I get some right away? Uh, is, the, is there a perk that lowers it like there was in 3? Is there a perk that lowers your right away? I think there's a few, or that ra- lowers your radiation count. I think there's one that when you sleep or something, it'll go away. Yeah, there's one that um, has radiation resistance. I wish I could remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. If, I never really bothered with that, but I'm doing it now since I'm so high-leveled. My biggest yeah. thing is I've worked on pretty much uh, being able to get more uh, upgrades to my weapons, uh, maximize my uh, lock picking and, and computer hacking. I don't go all the way because I think the last perk for both those is kind of a waste. Because mm-hmm. for hacking, it's um, the highest level. It just says you can never get locked out. Right, but here, right. I mean, my secret to lock hacking is like well you're an idiot if you get locked out of a terminal anyway yeah. because you see, you see how many guesses you have left yeah, if you get if you if you get down to one guess you back out and you start over duh it's this gonna be kind of i'm not gonna call it a spoiler but if you find a magazine it'll actually let you get more choice more chances i i found a bob i found a bobblehead that gives me more choices was, yeah it was a bobblehead not a magazine i'm wrong and the other thing with the lock picking i mean I mean, the last one it basically gives you like a skeleton lockpick that doesn't break, right? Which which was available in Oblivion, which was available in Skyrim, which was available in uh, uh, all the other games. Um, I like, and I did what you did, Todd. I for I don't have any computer hacking yet because I haven't had a chance to spend perks in it. But I have lockpicking all the way up to the maximum level, and then I'm like, I'm not going to buy that last perk. I'm just going to be freaking careful yeah. when I pick yeah, a I lock. Two hundred lockpicks. I think I'm good. Yeah, I mean, unless I sit there and just mash on the controller, I'm not going to break my. I, mean, I might break one or two picks on a hard lock, you know. But you just take your time and yeah, you're not going to break the pick. Them. And perks are way too valuable to waste them. Like, like yeah, I was saying, like we were talking about the dog perk. Like I put a perk into that dog, and I thought that was really cool. But now I'm like, damn, that's a freaking wasted perk because yeah. I never go out with what the dog. I really anymore. wish, and hope this will come out as an expansion. They give you a reset. They allow you to do legendary resets like it did in Skyrim. Uh huh. Yeah. 
because I just bought a perk. Um, well, I tell you what. Let me let me let's talk about perks real quick. I love the way the new system works. I love the way the new system works where you can kind of, and that goes into my theory that you can play the game any mm-hmm. way you want, depending on how you pick those perks. Because um, it's not the way it used to be where. Uh, you level up and you have like 10 points yeah. to put into your, your character and stuff. Your character, your attributes are your attributes. And then your perks are your perks. And you can you can spend a perk to get an attribute up, or you can buy a perk within that tree, assuming you have enough level yeah. in it. So I have, I have done things where, okay, I really like that perk, but I need a 5 perception and I only have a 3 perception. So I'll spend two, two levels basically going from 3 to 4 and then 4 to 5. And then on the next time I level up, I'll buy that perception perk that I want. Um, but you can. But my point is, you can configure your character any way you want, and depending on how you configure your character, it really does change the way you play the yeah. game, and it ch- changes the type of game that you play. Um, there's a stealth build that you can do with the perks that makes you a hell of a stealthy, amazing stealthy character. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, at the uh, perk poster right now. I'm trying to find where that is. Uh, oh, the stealth build, for example, there's a couple. There's one that gives you, you know, a higher percentage not to be caught. But then there's the stupid Sandman perk, which was yeah. worthless in the original game. But now it works well because it adds damage to any silenced weapon that you have. Yeah, same here. Your agility has been pretty high for those because the Sandman mm-hmm. was level four. And I'm guessing the Ninja, when you're talking about that's level seven. Uh, no, this is the Sandman kill oh, perk. Oh, Sandman was um, level four. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty low, but in addition to giving you the ability to kill a sleeping opponent, which was a, a, a stupid skill, because you can kill a sleeping opponent yeah. anyway, just just shotgun them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever, um, but it gives you, I believe, 20%, and then 40%, then 60% extra damage to silenced weapons, oh. and I have a lot of silenced weapons, so it's actually worthwhile if you're doing a stealth build to have that, because naturally, if you're doing a stealth build, all your weapons are probably going to be stealth, or at least a lot of them, you know? Yeah, I'm trying to fire on my radio. Radiation resistance is because I all I see it here. It's the endurance level six because that's the one I started upgrading recently. But the 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 perks that I have been disappointed with, I have because I've played the games so much, and again, a lot less than you. But but because I've I've learned how to use them, and so far I've been satisfied with all my choices. Biggest example to that is that man of the people one, which I believe is under charisma, that allows you to. Um, set up convoys between um, between settlements. Yeah. I did not know how that worked. I bought the perk, and I thought, okay, now, I, now they're all going to share resources. They will share resources, but you have to select mm-hmm. one person, and, and you can create a whole chain when you're Pip-Boy, um, and it brings up where you can look and you see your supply lines right. and stuff like that. Because it sucked because I would always have – and I almost quit playing the game because I was so frustrated because I'd go to, I'd go to uh, information – and I go to settlements, and there would be all those explanation points, and all those people were begging me for like, oh, we don't have enough water, we don't have enough food, and I'd go there, and I'd be like, okay, so you guys need three more points of water, fine, I'll put in a, I'll put in a little well, and be like, oh, sorry, don't have a gear, oh, don't have adhesive, yeah. I'm like, what? So then I have to go all the way around Boston trying to find some settlement where I where I staff where I stuck that glue gun or whatever <laughs> to come to come back, and and with that perk. You're able to um, you're able to set up supply lines, and then they all share workbenches, and that's and it helps that's out beautiful. a lot because I know a couple of missions they wanted me to do that, and one of them's actually story based. I won't go into detail on that, but yeah, you had to basically build defense with stuff you don't have. So you're like, oh shit! So I gotta go back to um, <laughs> I forget my language. I know this is PG, but oh, uh, that's all right. Uh, but that yeah, it's like I gotta go back to sanctuary, drag all that stuff, watch you pick something else. I'll be over encumbered. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's why I'm a lone wanderer because that that perk. If you're a lone wanderer, you can get up to 150 pounds without having to worry about being over encumbered. Oh, you're really, really tempting me with that one. I, I was I, looking at that thing. one really hard. I have more. I can have more carrying capacity by myself than if I even used high end power armor. Yeah, except the one thing that that sucks. So if you so if you have a companion with you though, you lose that perk, so right? Immediately over encumbered. Yeah, see, and I've, I've, I haven't encountered a lot of them, but I've heard that some of the companions are f- freaking amazing. I have story branches of their own and stuff, so I wouldn't. That would be the one thing I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to get dependent on that, and then and then not have companions well, travel. Well, there's with something me. I want to try out because under strength, where it has uh-huh. 
I think it's called like heavy back or something like that. I know higher levels, like the third tier of it, it allows mm-hmm. you to run when over encumbered. And then the oh. fourth tier is the one I would need. Allows you to fast travel. So you could fast travel somewhere, dump all yeah. your crap, and then yeah. I still mm-hmm. gotta get that because I'm only at tier two on that. Yeah, that's kind of like Oblivion with the uh, was the recall, <laughs> the recall and the the, the transport spells, <laughs> being able to like yeah I'm over encumbered but I'll just poof back to my house and dump everything, and then come back. Um, the one perk that I am kind of sketchy on right now, and I just bought it and I haven't got a lot is um, the Aqua Boy perk yeah. um, that allows you to go underwater, which basically turns you into an Argonian. <laughs> so yeah, I just got that too. I didn't really have much experience on that because I know there's like a mission where I got fixed three underwater pipes, but I've never been able to finish that off. Oh, you know what? I did that one. I did that one without it, uh. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, it it sucks. Because you you pick you pick up radiation and you can drown underwater. Yeah. Um, the first level of that perk eliminates both the radiation damage yeah. and and you can breathe underwater. Um, so I've been going there and um, that particular mission that you're talking about. Once you do that, um, that area that you were trying to turn the pumps on eventually will drain, and then that turns into another mission for you. Oh, I got to try um, that. Then. So you don't. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. Because, um, well, look, look around, and if you kind of will figure out what the person is really trying to do, um, basically, and then you'll figure out what they're what they're doing. But once that gets drained, it uh, it turns into a, another mission when you go back there. It, it's interesting. But um, no, I just bought that perk, and I've been going to all the rivers and stuff, and I've been trying to like go and most of the rivers, like especially around sanctuary and stuff, don't go very deep at all. So there's nothing really hidden in them. That I've been able to find. Have you been out like out to the ocean? There's a whole ocean there. Yeah, because it's um, you're talking at the eastern uh, end of the of the uh, map, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's where Boston goes down into the ocean. I mean, that's where the you know Cape Cod and all that crap is. is I know that's at. I mean, have a you... video clip of all the stuff that's over there, but I really haven't gone into detail on that. I might add that to my quest list. I was just I was just curious what was what was if if you had looked in the water there if there was anything in the water because I know with um with Oblivion and Skyrim if you had the if you were an Argonian basically um there was an awful lot of things that were hidden that were neat like there was whole dungeons that were underwater and I don't know if there's anything here or not I'm I'm kind of like I because I had to buy a couple perks. A couple ability perks just to get the Aqua Boy perk. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, God, I hope I didn't waste three freaking perks getting this thing, and then and, and it doesn't really do anything for me. Yeah, I'll so. have to take a look at that because I do know the. I'm just gonna say the map is bigger than what you think. Oh really? Okay. Well, that's good. That's to all know. I'm gonna say. Okay. All right. Well, I'll be I'll be anxious to see how that works out. Um, that's pretty cool. Because I was looking at the map and I was looking at the other and I was like, it's a little bit smaller than a lot of the other yeah. ones. So, so it's also a uh, lot of it, vertical as well. So that's true. That's true. And um, yeah, for me, it's really as an explorer, it's really been a, a really different experience depending on the environment that you're in. So, for example, when you're out just walking along the highway and it's all open and stuff, it, it feels to me one way. And then when you're walking around like downtown Boston with all the buildings and streets and alleys and stuff, it feels completely yeah. different. Well, Fallout 3 felt like that too. Yeah, but Fallout 3, the DC was effed up, man. I mean, there was you couldn't get around it, and there was like you had to navigate the subway yeah. system, and it didn't it didn't make a lot of sense like how to get from like Arlington to Georgetown and shit like that. I mean, it was hard. Um, this makes more sense to me because it's all open. You just kind of stroll along. You want to go somewhere, you stroll that way. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. So let's uh, let's get into a couple little things I want to cover. Um, so. Tell me some of your favorite Fallout uh, Fallout 4 moments. Some of the things where you're like, this game is really awesome. And try to do as spoiler-free uh, as possible. I, I, I'll go first. I'll give you an example. So um, you remember in the beginning where um, he was practicing his, practicing his speech with his wife. And he's like, war. War never changes, right? I found the VFW hall where he was supposed to give that speech. And I killed a bunch of super mutants that were in it. 
And um, I didn't realize it was the VFW Hall, but if you go up and look at the computer, it actually has you listed on the schedule. And it says something like, oh, I can't believe that, that a hero like Stark Silvercoin, that was my, that's my character's name, is coming to talk to us about his war experiences or whatever. And I'm like, this is the place I was supposed to give the speech. So you go back down into the lecture hall, and there's all these dead super mutants all over the place at that point. And you go up to the microphone, and you use the microphone, he'll give his I'm speech. I've got to try that out. Like, um, I still got to do that. Yeah, 200 years, 210 years late, he gives his speech. I thought, that is so freaking awesome. And he's lecturing about how shitty war is, and there's all these dead guys everywhere that you just murdered, and it's like, this is so appropriate. I thought that was a clever, and and you may never even find it, you know? It's just kind of an out-of-the-way little building in North Boston, and... um, uh, yeah, I thought that was that was one of my favorite the, one of my favorite little moments. So, what about you, Ty? What's another real uh, cool? Uh, just like with Fallout Three, one of the favorite things is looking at the when you get to an area that closely mimics the real thing, like when you get to Diamond City. Right. And the first right. thing I mean, noticed is of how accurate it was to um, to Fenway Park. In fact, there's some guy who's actually looking for green paint to paint the wall. No way, really. In the play part, there was a character in there named Mo Cronin. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of giving this props because my friend Wes Johnson provided the voice for him. Oh, and, neat. <laughs> uh, it's kind of ironic because Wes is, uh, is the uh, PA announcer for the Washington Capitals. And here he oh, is no talking about, ba- about baseball and about how his version of baseball involved knocking people's heads off with bats, or as he calls them, swatters. <laughs> so after that happened, I actually got on Facebook and had like a 30-minute discussion with Wes asking him uh, – he was asking me about the character. I was like, first of all, I did not even know that was you. <laughs> didn't sound like him because usually he voices characters like he didn't voice him in Fallout Four, but he voiced the Super Mutants in Fallout Three. He was he was best okay. known as Fox. Uh, so we were joking right. around Does, about that, and he's like, "Well, that's the sign of a good voice actor." <laughs> yeah. Does he have like a thick Boston accent, and he say stuff like "Wicked" and stuff in this one? Or <laughs> uh, yeah, it basically sounds like a stereotypical Boston baseball player. That's in awesome. Fact, there's that's... another character voice that sounds more like his his routine. But mm-hmm, it's on a radio mm-hmm. show. You might be able to find, oh. find out when you get into downtown uh, Boston. Okay, cool, man. That sounds that sounds really I mean, awesome. Stuff like that. I mean, like I said, it's it's an honor to know people who actually worked on the game. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. And and all the voice actors. I mean, we all gave five five gin gems to the uh, to the audio score. Mm-hmm. I mean, just between the radio stations, and I I know you want to bring up um, the butcher yeah, <laughs> again, butcher. But, uh, but the fact that uh, I was like. They actually did a part two for Butcher Pete. I was like, wow. I didn't even know about that. But well, then again, if you listen to the lyrics to the first song, it says, hey, turn this record over. You ain't heard nothing yet. Yeah, yeah. Turn the record over. You ain't heard nothing yet. And you're like, but you never hear it. And now you do. Uh, I mean, I, uh, some of my friends uh, had complaints saying that some of the songs were um, were actually from Fall 3. I thought it worked perfectly because, I mean – Some of them were, but there's a whole lot that weren't. I mean, there's a whole lot of new ones, you know. The the whole thing is, Travis does mention about an old friend of his telling him to fight the good fight, and you know, referring to Three Dog from Galaxy News Radio. So I thought it was kind of a good homage to them. You know, Greg Crow here at Gin knows the guy who did the voice of Three Dog as well, so it's interesting. And uh, and uh, they were talking about, um, I guess, because Greg Crow is an actor, and so I guess they uh, they ran into each other an audition or something like that. And Greg's like, "Hey, man, I really like you, but um, when you talk to me now, I just get I just great because I listen to you so much as Three Dog. I'm like so tired of hearing your voice, man. But no, they but everybody's done a great yeah. job with the voice acting. Well, that's so. fine with because there's a couple. If you get on my YouTube page, there's a couple of videos I've done with him. He. Uh, did a voice uh, role from a movie called The Inbetweeners, where he uh, did it in Lucian Lachance's voice, and it was terrifying. Oh, you know, like, nice. You'll actually see the character like, pan away. That's me actually backing up, because he was scaring the daylights out of me. So uh, another cool thing that I wanted to mention, this is just this just really speaks to the developer's talent, too. Um, I don't know if you did that. I always carry alcohol with me. The only reason that I would carry alcohol with me in the game is because it gives you a big boost to your charisma. Um, so if you're trying to, re- if you really need to influence somebody, you drink your alcohol and you get your, you know, your plus two charisma bonus or whatever. Cool ass thing about uh, Fallout 4 is when you do that, you actually sound drunk. So I was talking to the woman and I was trying to get a, I was trying to get her to sell me some legendary weapon or something like that. I think that was in, 
I think that was in Covenant or whatever the town was, that, that, that crazy-ass town. But um, I'm talking to her, and he's just talking to her in a normal voice, and she's not – you know, I'm, I'm failing the, uh, the conversation checks you know, to, try to, try to try to get her to do whatever I was trying to get her to do. So I was like, damn it. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna drink, to drink some liquor, and I drank some beer or whatever. So then I go back, and I try to talk to her again. And instead of just doing it in the normal voice, he's like – he's definitely slurring his words, and he's like hitting on her. He's like, hey, baby, what's up? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, that is so freaking cool. I know there were stories about I haven't had a chance to test it personally, but every Fallout game, if you give yourself a very low intelligence rating, your character does sound like a moron. Oh, yeah, there's actually a perk for that now, too. If you have a really low intelligence, there's an idiot savant yes. perk. It gives you extra for every time you do something. It gives you more experience because you're you're a stupid character. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I just thought you know that was really cool because because they recorded a whole. Basically, a whole new set of dialogue for what your character sounds like when he's drunk. <laughs> so, so I thought that was I thought that was ingenious. So that was a, that was a real special moment for me. Just in like, gosh, you know, these guys really thought yeah. this out. Because you know, how many people? Because I guess they knew people would do that. You know, you drink to get the charisma bonus, but then to have your character actually sound like a, a jerky guy in a bar, um, you know, it was it was hilarious. But it was funny because you still get the bonus. So even though in real life, if you came onto a woman like that and you were drunk and stupid, she'd probably slap <laughs> you or whatever. Or she's all like, she's like, oh wow, you're really charming. <laughs> so I guess drunkenness changes as opposed to war. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. So what? What else, Todd? Any any other cool things that you uh, that you uh, thought thought uh, we could we could mention here in the last uh, couple minutes of I our podcast? Pretty much being being able to create the weapons the way I want them. Oh, the modification of the weapons. weapons. Yes. And naming mm-hmm. them whatever you want. How do you name your uh, weapons? The only one I named was my exploding <laughs> shotgun. I call it my boomstick because of uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead being on Starch recently. Yeah, boomstick. That's a good one. Um, Billy names all his after Beatles songs. <laughs> so, so, somehow, I uh, I try to get clever. I try to get clever based on what they do. Uh, um, so I mean, like my Assassin's Pistol, I named it like Judgment Day or whatever. And then um, uh, I can't remember. I. Uh, yeah, I think I called my laser pistol. I think it, it was either Dragon's Tongue or Devil Inside, something Sounds like, like that. I, it was pretty close. I would have done to that was when I played Skyrim, and I did the uh, the Dawnbreaker missions or the Dawn Guard missions <laughs> where you fight the vampires. Right. Uh, I was a big fan of True Blood at the time, and why did <laughs> I change the crossbow? I call it Steve Newland's Wrath. <laughs> televangelist who was, wanted to start a war against vampires. Oh, and ironically, that's really cool. later on, he became a, a vampire. So, um, so so pretty cool. And 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 I think for all three of us, uh, Fallout Four kind of took over our lives. I mean, the uh, the review that I did for um, uh, The Witcher's um, Hearts of Stone is just just ran, I believe, last week. And the reason it was pushed out a lot of well. A lot of that reason was because I was still playing Fallout 4. Same here. I mean, it I know took... you've been on me about Halo 5 for a while, and for all you read, and I do apologize, but as I told someone on on uh, YouTube a couple days ago, all the stuff I was gone, I said, I blame Fallout. That proves what, how good this game is. Yeah, I, well, I mean, you know, we, we mentioned it at the beginning where all three of us gave it perfect scores, and we are not perfect score no. people. I mean, Todd, you almost always find fault with something in a game, and and Billy does too. And I I I I, I was the last one to do my review because I, I think yours came out first, and then or Billy's came out first, and then yours came out. And so I'm looking at your two's reviews, and I'm like, okay, they both gave it perfect scores across the board. I'm like, I can't give it another perfect score. We'll look like a bunch of fanboys. Yeah. Um, but I'm like. Damn it! I can't really hit it on anything. It's so damn good. I mean, so I, it was my, even good. with my five five gem score, I still put the negative, saying like about the glitches. I mean, they've been the most mm-hmm. of them have seemed to have been fixed since the patch came out. But yeah. I mean, stuff like that. And there's there's gonna be people who are they're gonna be complaining about something. I mean, there's there always is, and that's why I say a perfect game is a game that no one can find anything to complain about. It's never gonna oh. happen. No, never, never, never at all, especially on and, – and really with Bethesda, and you know, we make fun of Bethesda sometimes with like in the cartoon I know and stuff like that with – I mean the reason that 
they they kind of have a quote unquote reputation for having bugs in their games. But the bigger you make mm-hmm. the game, the more expansive you make the game, the exactly. more chance that the more chance that some soda can is going to have the wrong texture on it in some basement somewhere because there's a thousand little things that can go different. It's, it's you know if it was an on rail shooter, are actually pretty darn funny. <laughs> like I had one, I walked, I, have... I walked into a door, and I swear it was like a. <laughs> I can't describe it. Uh, you remember in The Simpsons? When Homer was like spinning around on the floor. Okay, and so it ended up. It was that like, Feral Ghoul was doing that. I have the video clip. I should upload it. Where he actually does that spinning around. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, the only time I've seen is like, and it was it, odd. Mine's with Feral Ghouls too. Is like, uh, I was in a subway and a bunch of Feral Ghouls attacked me, and I was just spraying. I think I was using a shotgun, so they. They were flying back in different directions, and the one ended up like halfway on a counter, like oh, yeah. uh, a like like pinned to a um to a uh, like a cash register. So he couldn't quite fall, but he couldn't quite stand up anymore. So it looked like he was dancing because oh, yeah. he, he kept trying to fall. I am gonna yeah. finish it up with one question. Yes, I'm gonna answer it myself first. Okay. How many game breaking glitches have there been? In my case, with a hundred and over a hundred hours of gameplay, mind you, I think it only had one game where it froze up and I had to restart. I have not run into any, and I'm—I mean, I'm not a lightweight, lightweight. I mean, uh, for Fallout, I'm a lightweight, but I've been in it about. I'd say 45 hours, something like that, um, and I've not run into any game-breaking glitches. I've, I've read stories on the internet about how some of the Minutemen quests break, where like somebody attacks the town and it, it breaks or something like that. But I, I've had people attack my towns, and that didn't happen to me. So maybe, maybe that happened post-patch. I'm not sure, but I've, I haven't run into anything. Yeah, once I, mean, I was like trying to hunt down a hidden location, and I... A grenade went off in front of a couple of super mutants and it froze, and that was it. Out of 100 hours, I think oh. I was about 60 hours in. And all you had to do was basically reload, and and that obviously didn't happen again yeah, because why why would it? Yeah, it <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, some of the fights, man. I I, t- I tell you, some of some of, and this isn't a glitch. This is just uh, this is just me like being appreciative of the game. Some of the fights are freaking really good. Like, when you get attacked by super mutants and they try to flank you and stuff, I mean... Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, damn smart. I, I've had fights go on for, like, five minutes, and I've had even breaks in the fight where me and my companion are, like, hunkered down, like, behind a log, and I'm, like... And I'm looking around, and I'm, like, I think they're still out there because I'm still hearing gunshots. And I'm looking around, and I'm, like, where the hell are they, you know? And then and then there's a whole second battle that goes into it, you know, it's, it's, it's really smooth, and I, I, I think that would be the time where there would, if there was going to be glitches, where they pop yeah. up, you know, when you've got, like, 15 AIs trying to, trying to kill you, and, and stuff, you know, they use cover, and they use their weapons smartly, and things like that, it's, it's really awesome. They did a great job with it. So, I guess I didn't really, I know the format, uh, was always, I'm supposed to ask a final question, and I don't really have a final, final question, other than, um, all I can think of is so the game's really good. We've all given it high scores. I mean, is there any is there any competition in your mind for game of the year this year? I mean, I know The Witcher Three was really awesome and everything, but it's just as awesome as The Witcher Three is, and I think The Witcher Three will win some stuff um, because it deserves it because it's a hell of a good game. And in any other year, that would be the game that would take it. But I don't personally see anything. Anything in my mind, I don't see anything even close to competing with it. Do, do, do you think anything is at the level that Fallout 4 Normally is? Normally, I wouldn't be answering this question right now because my eventual column at the end of the year will show my top five. But I'm just going to right, go, right. go out on a limb and say that Fallout 4 is going to get game of the year from me. I, I mean, it's just it, – it really it – really, I mean, it really is a different level mm-hmm. than what – it's certainly more than I expected yeah. of it. I mean, I don't know about you, but I was, I, I was blown away by – how amazing the game was. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm just going to say it right now. Fallout 4 is my game of the year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going to let everybody vote on it mm-hmm. and all that stuff, but I would be I, I would be shocked if, if Fallout 4 didn't win game of the year. There's really there's really nothing like yeah. it. Um, I, the, the thing will be, I wonder, and you know, I, the thing will be, I'd like to get Shella to try it, and I'd like to get Marie to try it. I'd like to get people who don't think they'd like it to try it and see what their Even my girlfriend, are. who's not a gamer, loves Fallout 4. Right? She teases me every time I play it. 
In fact, really? when, I, when I went to see her, uh, she just got out of the hospital. I don't know if I should be saying this on there. She was on the she was on the Ambien. <laughs> right? Having, oh my god! She a, Did she sleep play? <laughs> sort of a sleep play. She she is like stumbling around in a building, just shooting that explosive shotgun in the ceiling, trying to kill ghouls, and was loving every minute of it. Oh man! I know. Sometimes when you're on Ambien, they, they say you people drive to supermarkets and stuff, and they don't. Re- I would be funny if she woke up and sh- and she's like, "What? There's I logged 20 hours of gameplay on it. What? I don't yeah, remember I, it." You, you just wasted all my shotgun shells. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know. It's like it's okay. I got a save file, so. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, and uh, and real smooth on all three platforms that it's on. And that's the that's the other yeah, big there thing. Some, like like there say, sometimes when it choked up on the Xbox One, but that was before the update came out. It seems to have fixed it from what I saw. Yeah, and I I, I on the PlayStation. Of course, I played the last Fallout. I played was on the was on, either on the PC or the PlayStation Three. But the one I, New Vegas, I played on the PlayStation Three, and it had frame rate issues and problems yeah. and stuff like that. And so I was like, kind of like, oh, is it going to be like that with Fallout Four? Smooth as glass, yeah, smooth as freaking glass. I do call that with Fallout Three. Um, I mean, I I haven't tried it on the PC yet. I mean, New Vegas seems to run well on the PC, even with my underpowered mm-hmm. graphics card. But uh, mm-hmm. I know that they offered Fallout 3 as backwards compatibility, and I've heard the speed on that's actually pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll ha- you'll have to. Yeah. You you got that as part of the as part of your game package. I mean, you haven't got a chance to try it yet, or uh, I just load up for like a minute or so because I want to make sure all my files got uploaded. But that's good. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. All right, Todd. Well, hey, thanks for joining me tonight. I I really appreciate it. And um, so. Uh, there's nothing really else to say, guys. If you're listening to this, Fallout 4 is a really good game. We had three people try it on different platforms, and we all just think it's really great. Yes. Um, uh, you know, and we all played it different. It, it it conforms to whatever type of game you like to play within reason. I mean, it's not going to turn into Minecraft or anything, but yeah. I mean, whatever type of game you like, whether it be stealth or straight up shooter or hardcore role playing or building up towns or whatever, it's it's in there, and you can play it the way you want and ignore the crap that you don't mm-hmm. like. Pretty pretty amazing. I've never seen a game like that before, and um, it's it's nice. So all right, so get out there and play it, Todd. All right, I'll let you get back out to the wasteland then, okay, man. Good. I'm gonna try to find that BFW. <laughs> yeah, um, I can give you. I'll, I'll 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 tell you where it is on the map, and you can give you can give it a try. That's a, that's a fun little that's a fun little thing, that's man. Awesome. All right. All right, well, guys, uh, take care, everybody. Um, our, uh, join us on uh, Facebook. We're at uh, uh, Facebook slash uh, Game Industry. Dot, uh, Game Industry. Uh, we're also on Twitter. We're at Gin Lounge. So you can tweet us, tweet, tweet, and uh, we'd, love to, we'd love to have you. Um, and, of course, you can always find us at our main site at GameIndustry.com. Until next time, Todd, thanks a lot. Right, and, a lot. Uh, thanks to, yeah, and thanks to all our guests. And uh, may all your wastelands be as amazing as Fallout 4. Take care, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.